this is Leo and a big welcome back to The Sound Museum, the music podcast that explores that personal connection we all have with the music that we listen to. Firstly, a massive thank you to everyone who listened to last week's podcast where we celebrated the 40th anniversary of Cindy Lauper's debut album, She's So Unusual, released back in 1983. An amazing artist and really pleased that everyone enjoyed that episode from last week. This week we are going back to 1998, not too far back, 25 years to be exact, and we're celebrating the 25th anniversary of Cher's comeback album, Believe. This was absolutely huge at the time. And it's celebrating a reissue at the moment, hence this episode. Before we get started, as always, make sure you like and subscribe the podcast on your favorite podcast provider. That way you won't miss any future episodes. And if you've missed any past episodes, you can catch up anytime you like on your favorite podcast provider. Thank you so much to everyone who has left some lovely comments on Spotify. I really appreciate your support. And if you have Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave me a lovely review. That would be fantastic. So let's get started in celebrating the amazing music of Cher. And in researching this podcast episode... I learned quite a bit about Cher, and hopefully you will with this episode as well. Cher was born Sherlene Sarkassian on the 20th of May, 1946. My late mum was also born on May 20th. Cher's father, John, was a truck driver, and her mother, Georgia, was an actress, singer, and model. At 16, Cher dropped out of school and moved to L.A., taking acting lessons, working in clubs to make a living. Cher was very good at making contacts with the right people, managers, agents, artists. She was also very ambitious and she first met Sonny Bono in 1962. Sonny introduced her to producer Phil Spector and Cher sang background vocals on tracks like Be My Baby by The Ronettes and You've Lost That Love and Feeling by The Righteous Brothers. When she released her first album, Ringo, I Love You, in 1964, Phil Spector also produced the track, and she used her then stage name, Bonnie Jo Mason. In 1964, she first teamed up with Sonny to form a duo called Cassia and Cleo, before changing it, thankfully, to Sonny and Cher in 1965. Over the years, Sonny and Cher, as a duo, had nine top 20 singles in the US, including the 1965 worldwide hit single, I Got You Babe. They say our love won't pay the rent, before it's earned our money's all been spent. I guess that's so we don't have a plot, but at least I'm sure of all the things we got. Babe. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. An absolute smash hit from 1965, number one in the US, UK, and New Zealand, number three in Australia, and top ten all over Europe. 
Sonny and Cher also released five studio albums, including their 1965 debut album, Look At Us, reaching number two in the US, three in Australia, and number seven in the UK. Now, as a duo, Sonny and Cher were also big on television, starring in the Sonny and Cher Comedy Hour in 1971, which ran for four seasons. At the time, it was cancelled due to Sonny and Cher's divorce. Cher also had her own variety show in 1975. Several guests appeared on her show, including Tina Turner, Bette Midler, Alton John, David Bowie, and many more. Sonny returned to join her in the Sonny and Cher show in 1976. Let's move on to Cher's solo career. In May 1965, Cher scored her first solo US charting song, all I really want to do. All I really wanna do yes, baby, be friends with you. Baby, be friends with you. I don't want to straight face you. That track reached number 15 in the US and number 9 in the UK taken from Cher's debut solo album of the same name. In September 1971, Cher scored her first US number one single with Gypsies, Tramps and Thieves, a number five hit here in Australia, her first top five in Australia, and number four in the UK. That was taken from the album of the same name. In July 1973, Cher scored her second US number one single. But I can run away from what I Also reaching number four in Australia, taken from the album of the same name. In February 1974, Cher scored her third US number one single with Dark Lady. Dark Lady That track was taken from the album of the same name. Now, I was born in April 1974. Yes, you do the maths, but I was not really aware of those first singles from the early 70s. But this one I did know from January 1979, Take Me Home, which is the top 10 in the US and Canada. Take me home. 
Take Me Home was also covered by Sophie Alice Baxter in 2001. That version reached number two in the UK. In the 80s, success continued for Cher. In November 1987, she released this track, I Found Someone. Taken from the album Share, reaching number 10 in the US and number 5 in the UK. The next album, Heart of Stone, proved very successful in the US. In July 1989, Share released this iconic track. Absolutely adore that track, If I Could Turn Back Time, a number one hit here in Australia, reached number three in the US and New Zealand, and number six in the UK. Later on that year, in October 1989, this track reached number eight in the US. That was Just Like Jesse James from the album Heart of Stone. We are now into the 90s. November 1990 saw the release of this track from the film Mermaids. Sheep Sheep song, It's In His Kiss, from the movie Mermaids, which Cher also starred in. That song was a cover of the 1964 Betty Everett track. An interesting fact, around this time, Cher turned down the part of Thelma Dickinson in the 1990 movie Thelma and Louise, because she was appearing in Mermaids. That role, of course, later went to Gina Davis. The Sheep Sheep song was a huge hit worldwide, including a number one in the UK, Ireland, Austria, Denmark and Norway, number three in New Zealand, number four in Australia. But unfortunately, once again, the US did not embrace the song, only reaching number 33 in the US. In May 1991, Cher released this track, Love and Understanding. From 
from the album Love Hurts, number 10 in the UK and number 17 in the US. For the release of Cher's next album, It's a Man's World, she covered a Mark Cohen track from 1991. This is Walking in Memphis. When I was walking in Memphis The list in October 1995, Walking in Memphis, Cher's version, reached number 11 in the UK. Most recently, It's a Man's World was given a deluxe treatment with bonus tracks and remixes, so make sure you check out that reissue on your favourite streaming service. So we've gone through a bit of Cher's history. We're now up to the moment where she released her 22nd studio album, Believe, released in October 1998. Before we take a look at the album, Believe, a bit of background on the album. Around September 1997, the chairman of Warner Music Group UK, Rob Dickens, had an idea for Cher to do a dance album for her loyal gay fan base. He told UK's Pink News, and I quote, I have a lot of gay friends who adore Cher. Without really thinking, I said to her, gay men adore you. They don't really like the records you're making, but they love you. Now, wouldn't it be a great idea to make a record where they could love the record and love you? Oh, what a cool quote. To be honest, it was a perfect time for Cher to release a dance record because in 1995, her last album, It's a Man's World sold just over 700,000 copies worldwide and received poor reviews from the critics at the time. Bob Dickens asked UK production team Metro, aka Mark Taylor and Brian Rawling, to submit songs for a new Cher album. They had one of their first hits with Danny Minogue earlier in 1997, the track All I Wanna Do, and with Gina G. Both artists were signed to Warner Music at the time, and the guys had a really good relationship with Rob Dickens. Cher spent about six weeks with Brian and Mark recording the album in the UK. Producer Todd Terry done three tracks on the album and Junior Vasquez one track. All four singles released from the album were produced by the Metro team of Mark and Brian. So that was a bit of a background of the album Believe by Cher. Now let's go through the album track by track, beginning with track number one. The amazing title track. Do you believe in life after love? I can feel something inside me say I really don't think you're strong enough, no. Do you believe in life after love? That was, of course, Believe, written by Cher, Brian Higgins, Stuart McLennan, Paul Berry, Stephen Torch, Matthew Gray and Timothy Powell, produced by Mark Taylor and Brian Rawling. That was the lead single from the album. A lot of cooks in the kitchen to create this massive track. A demo written by Brian, Matthew, Stuart and Timothy was done months earlier, but the general consensus was everyone loved the chorus, but not the rest of the song. 
Two of Metro's other writers got involved with the track, Enter Steve and Paul, who added lyrics, melody and chords for the verses and middle age, bringing the song up to the level that Rob and Cher were happy with. Believe was the first commercial recording to feature the auto-tune software used as a deliberate effect on Cher's vocals. The pitch correction speed is basically set too fast for the audio that it is processing. Hence, it creates that effect on the voice. Over the following years, the effect became widely used during recordings, known as the Cher effect. Believe reached number one in the UK for seven weeks, becoming the biggest song in the UK of 1998. It has gone on to sell 1.8 million copies in the UK. Believe also reached number one in the US, becoming her first number one single in the US since Dark Lady hit the top spot in 1974. Believe also became the biggest song on the Hot 100 in 1999. It was also number one in Australia and New Zealand. Now, it's easy to tell you the countries it didn't reach number one, which were Austria and Canada, number two, Iceland, number five, and Finland, number six. It went number one pretty much everywhere else. Believe was a monster hit. It has sold over 11 million copies worldwide, making it the biggest track of Cher's incredible career. Moving on to track number two from the album, this is The Power. It's a cover of the 1994 Amy Grant track, written by Tommy Sims and Judson Spence. The Power was produced by US producer Junior Vasquez, the only track he produced that made the album. To be honest, it's not my favourite song from the album, but it's a nice album track. Moving on to track number three from the album, this is Runaway. Runaway was written by Mark Taylor and Paul Barry, produced by Mark Taylor and Brian Rawling. I love this track. The auto-tuned vocal effect is back, and this song could have been a single. Talking of singles, here's track number four. It is All or Nothing, once again written by Mark Taylor and Paul Barry, produced by Mark Taylor and Brian Rawling. All or Nothing was the third single release from the album. When the track was released as a single, it was remixed by the Metro team and it differs slightly from the album version. Let's take a quick listen to that single version of All or Nothing. Me. Don't wait for me. 
Like the previous second single, Strong Enough, this track was really big in some European countries. All or Nothing reached number three in the Czech Republic, number four in Finland, five in Hungary, 10 in Scotland, and 12 in the UK. Down Under, it reached number 28 in New Zealand and number 62 in Australia. All or Nothing also hit number one on the US Dance Club Songs chart. We are halfway through the album Believe. This is track number five. Strong Enough, once again written by Mark Taylor and Paul Berry, produced by Mark Taylor and Brian Rawling. Now this track had a tough act to follow following the huge success of Believe. Strong Enough was the second single from the album. I adore this track. I actually prefer it to Believe. It's very 70s in the same vein as Glory Gaynor's I Will Survive. I remember clear as day dancing to this at all the gay clubs while I was living in Auckland. Love this track strong enough. It was a huge hit across Europe and here down under, reaching number one in Hungary, two in Poland, three in France, Germany and Iceland, four in Austria, Spain and Scotland, five in the UK, Denmark and Switzerland, number six in New Zealand and Greece, 7 in Finland, 10 in Italy, 11 in Australia, Ireland and Netherlands, 16 in Norway. However, on the US Hot 100, it only reached number 57, but it did reach number 1 on the US Dance Club Songs Chart. We're heading into track number 6, and this was the fourth and final single released from the album. Now, I'm really bad at French, so bear with me, but this is... Dovia Leamor. Come to me, baby. Don't keep me waiting. Another night without you here, and I'll go crazy. There is no other. There is no other. No other love can take your place or match the beauty of your face. I'll keep on singing till the day I carry you away. Written by Mark Taylor and Paul Barry. Produced by Mark Taylor and Brian Rawling. This track was the first song the production team submitted for the album. Originally, it was going to be produced by Junior Vasquez. But when it came back, the chairman of the label, Rob Dickens, didn't like it. And gave it to Brian and Mark to produce. This is a Latin-inspired track, the Spanish guitar. The track on the album is slightly slower than the version released as a single, which was remixed by Emilio Estefan Jr. Dovia La Amour was a top 10 hit across several European countries, including number 4 in Spain, 5 in Finland, 7 in Greece, 
10 in Hungary and 11 in Italy. In the UK it reached number 21 and here in Australia number 49. It also reached number 5 on the US Dance Club Songs chart. Moving on to track number 7, this is Taking Back My Heart. I'm taking back my heart, taking back my heart, repossessing, possessing my affection. I'm taking back my heart, because baby, 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 don't belong to you no more. I'm taking back Written by hitmaker Diane Warren, produced by Mark Taylor and Brian Rawling. Now this track isn't really strong enough to be a single, but it's a nice album track all the same. Moving on to number eight, Taxi Taxi. Written by Todd Terry and Mark Jordan, produced by Todd Terry. I love the production on this one, but clocking in over five minutes, it could do with a bit of an edit. Track number nine from the album is a cover of the Betsy Cook track, Love Is The Groove. by Betsy Cook and Bruce Woolley, produced by Todd Terry. This is an okay track, it plods along quite nicely, but to be honest, I would have left this off the album. And we've reached the final track on the album, Believe. This is We All Sleep Alone. Written by Desmond Child, John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambor, produced by Todd Terry. Now this track first appeared on Cher's 1988 self-titled album, but this was remixed by Todd Terry for the Believe album. Now I love this remix of the track, Cher's vocal on this one is so passionate and commanding, again, it's a bit too long and could do with a bit of an edit. Let's take a listen though to that 1988 version of We All Sleep Alone. When the album Believe was first released in 1998, in Australia and New Zealand, we got two extra tracks on the album, two remixes of Believe. Overall though, Believe is a solid album from Cher. The tracks produced by Mark Taylor and Brian Rawling are definitely the strongest tracks on the album. Personally, I would have preferred to have the whole album produced by the guys, Mark Taylor in particular, thankfully, still continues to work with Cher, having tracks on her Living Proof and Closer to the Truth albums. 
At the other end of things, the album's weakest track would have to be the Junior Vasquez produced track, The Power, followed by Love is the Groove and Taxi Taxi, both produced by Todd Terry. Now, unfortunately, there were no B-sides for the four singles that were released from the Believe album, but there were plenty of remixes. First up, we have the amazing title track, Believe, beginning with remixes from Almighty and Xenomania. Do you believe in love as love? I can feel something inside me say I really don't think you're strong enough No, 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 no Do you believe in love as love? I can feel something inside me say I really don't think you're strong enough No Do you believe in love as love? I can feel something inside Next up we have remixes of Believe by Club 69 and Fat and Funky Moving on to the second single from the album Strong Enough, beginning with the Club 69 and Pup and Dolls mix. Up we have D-Bop and Mark Andrews.
Moving on to the single All or Nothing, here are remixes by Almighty and K-Class. Next up, we have a remix by Danny DeGalia. And the final single from the album, Devere L'Amour. There is no other, there is no other, no other love can take your place or match the beauty of your face. I keep on singing till the day I carry you away. And finally a remix by Ray Rock. Now to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Believe, a deluxe edition of the album is released this Friday, the 3rd of November, released on two CDs and three LPs on vinyl, featuring the original 10-track album plus 13 remixes. So make sure you check out that 25th anniversary edition of Believe on your favourite streaming service and you can order physical copies online. So I really hope you've enjoyed going back to 1998 with me this episode of the Sound Museum celebrating the 25th anniversary of Cher's Believe album and also going back and discovering her history from when she started up until the Believe album. Now there can never be too much Cher so join me again in a few weeks time for part two of my Share podcast special. We're going to go through all her music from after the Believe album until her brand new Christmas album, which is in store and online now. So look out for that episode at the end of November on your favorite podcast provider. Make sure you're following the Sound Museum across all our social media platforms, Facebook, X, Instagram and TikTok. As always, I will be posting heaps of photos and videos from Cher's career and the Believe album all this week 
across my socials. So I really hope you enjoy those share moments this week. As always, make sure you join me next week for another episode of The Sound Museum. And yes, we are celebrating another anniversary and we're going back to 1993, 30 years ago, and celebrating one of my favourite artists and one of my favourite albums from that artist. Look out for my socials this weekend to find out who we're celebrating on the podcast next week. Until then, you have a fantastic week. Take care and I will see you then. And I hear your reasons why. Where did you sleep last night? And was he worth it? Was he worth it?